It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. We're recording this right after Auburn's loss to Arkansas. The, uh, the Razorbacks won 97-85. We will jump into that in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You got some time off. Make the most of it. Stay at home. No reason for you to leave your house. Be sure to check them out. FetchMeDelivery.com. And you can use the free Fetch Me app. It's uh, very user-friendly. It's easy to use. I love every aspect of it. It's even got deals on it from time to time. So be sure to check that out. Order everything through Fetch Me. It is the local food delivery service in our community. And also, I mean, they, they really are investing in the community more and more. They've done donations with Beat Bama Food Drive, and they're putting more and more content up on their website regarding blogs, building other people up. So really, really cool stuff. Highly encourage you to check that out, fetchmedelivery.com. And if you haven't used Fetch Me yet, for some reason you're coming in town, maybe for the new year or something, and you want to use them, Check them out. It's, uh, yeah, just use promo code Zach20, Z-A-C-2-0. That's on the free Fetch Me app. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas, how are you? Doing well, Zach. Doing well. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. All right, so the Tigers, uh, a lot of ups and a lot of downs just in, you know, that, that 40 minutes of basketball against Arkansas. And really, I mean, there was this back and forth for a, a good chunk of the game throughout the first half. I mean, Arkansas always was a few possessions ahead of Auburn in the first half, but I mean, really the the last few minutes of the first half where like Arkansas made a three and then Auburn made a three, then Arkansas, I mean, it was just back and forth. And it's like that kind of summed up how this game felt at least early on. And then it was more of that going into the second half. And then with about 10 minutes left, Auburn just kind of, they, they catch up. And at one point they tied it. And then after that, they the, the team kind of showed its age. And so we'll kind of talk about that. I mean, Arkansas eventually ended up going on a 10-0 run. But let's talk about the positive first. Jamal Johnson offensively was about as hot as you can get for the amount of shots that he took. 21 points, shooting 11 times. He was a 7 of 11 from the floor. 5 from 7 from behind the arc. He made both of his free throws um, across 23 minutes. So... You got to love that. We talked about this a little bit um, earlier in the year, recapping some of his game. He's going to have nights where you know he's he's able to do this. And then also, Devin Cambridge, five of six from the floor. All of those were threes, so five of six from behind the arc. I don't know why he only shot it six times. Um, but uh, in 21 minutes, he scored 15 points. One of the best plus minuses on the floor. I mean, we've seen this. I mean, this is who Devin Cambridge is, right? Pappas, when you talk about... You know, when he is hot, he can't miss. He had three or four of those games as a freshman. You're expecting him to have three or four, maybe five or six, you know, games like this. As this, you know, for a sophomore campaign, he needs it. When you talk about the log jam that's about to come, the two and the three guard, um, you know, moving forward in, in 2021. But I, I, I wish, I mean, he was five of six from three. Why did he only shoot it six times? I, I wish I would have seen more of, uh, of, of Cambridge offensively. Zach, I totally agree with 
everything that you said pretty much. Um, you could tell that Auburn's team was just just younger, not quite ready. And, and you know, part of that is that you're playing a bunch of young guys, but you know, a lot of these guys aren't really basketball young, if you will, right? Flanagan and Cambridge supposed to be leaders of your team. These guys have played uh, a bunch of basketball and a bunch of of college basketball. Same with Jamal Johnson. Uh, you mentioned the guys on offense; they were great, but you know, only well, I, I guess quite a few guys took more shots than Cambridge. But uh, the thing that I think is actually more interesting than the shooting is, is like you said, Cambridge only plays twenty one minutes, mm-hmm. and Jamal Johnson only plays twenty three minutes. Those are two of your three leading scorers are guys that are playing, you know, barely more than half of the game. Uh, it's to me that just says it's it's pretty obvious that Bruce Pearl's still trying to figure this rotation out. You're He's right. still trying to figure out who he can trust, who he wants on the field at the same time. Um, it stinks that they had to play Arkansas in their first SEC game. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is a, go- a very good basketball team. Dude, and, and so uh, go, going into it, they're 8-0, and you know, their stats looked really, really good, especially their offensive stats, and I'm like – Okay, are they that good? Because you looked at the teams they played, and like none of them were good teams, especially when you stack it up with some of the teams that Auburn played in their non-conference schedule. And so I was a little skeptical, like, okay, are they legit offensively? And holy cow, I was blown away by how impressive uh, Arkansas looked tonight. I was too. And it was, again, kind of like you were saying, every time Auburn would sort of battle back a little, Arkansas had an answer. Yeah, They had an answer. And... You know, it, it takes an experienced team. It takes a good team to to make that kind of uh, to be able to do that and to hold off um, to hold off a, a young team full of a lot of athletic guys, a lot of athletic scorers. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this team a little bit. Um, Justin Powell. He had the most minutes tonight. Thirty three minutes. Interesting off night for him by pretty much every metric you want to look at. Just four points. One of eight from the floor. Zero for three from three. Um, the big thing is seven turnovers. Not all seven of those were his fault, um, but five-ish were. So like, that's still more than you uh, than you want him to have. But his plus-minus was minus one. So like, even when this guy's not scoring, he's making this team better. And you know, nine assists. So like, you, you you love to see that, especially considering the fact that he's not a natural point guard. And they talked about him on the broadcast. You know, as much as they could. Uh, you know. Everybody who watches this team, they're like, it's, it's Justin Powell that they walk away talking about. Even when Devin Cambridge goes 5 of 6 from behind the arc, even when Jamal Johnson goes 5 of 7 from, from 3, it's, uh, it's Justin Powell, even when he scores 4 points. You can just tell that the kid gets it. It's just going to take time for that full game to come together. And he's going to benefit probably more than anyone else when Sharif Cooper comes back, assuming he does come back. And we'll talk more about Sharif in a second. But I, I, just, I wanted to point out when everyone's like, well, Justin Powell, he's just scored 4 points. He had the, he was tied for the third best plus minus on the team. So uh, Javon Franklin played for three minutes. His plus minus was zero. And then uh, the best plus minus on the team was Dylan Cardwell, the man who loves basketball, I think, more than anyone. That guy has so much fun doing anything. But um, he played 16 minutes. Uh, His plus minus was three. He scored four points. But outside of that, there were three players with minus one plus minus, JT4, um, Powell, and then you know we, we talked about Cambridge having that already. So um, I think that says a ton about who he is, not as a scorer when you're talking about Justin Powell, but as a basketball player. The fact that he did not do well shooting, 
I mean, very inefficient night, one of eight from the floor, but he still makes the team better regardless of all of that. I think that's important to note. Zach, I think you're exactly right. He had the second most rebounds on the team also with six, and he added two offensive rebounds. And I know that's like, oh, two off- like that's two whole possessions. You're right. Uh, and then he adds two steals. So even on a night where he has seven turnovers, you know, he still adds nine assists and two steals. So it's like, yeah, um, still a positive assist to turnover ratio, even though it's, you know, very, very small. Mm-hmm. Low glass half full there. But, yeah, you're right. Um, it, it's uh, – I, I don't want to just echo everything that you're saying about Justin Powell, but it's it's one of those things where, you know, you said he played the most minutes, and it's like, okay, this guy's a true freshman playing out of position, and he's still very clearly the player on the team that Bruce trusts the most. Yes. And it appears – up to this point, Bruce is right. I mean, like you said, the plus minus thing, he's uh, on a night when he's clearly not shooting well, he still has nine assists. He still is like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm not shooting the ball very well. Let me get my, let me get my teammates involved. Right. Let's, let's spread them all over the floor. He's still busting into his butt, working his tail off, getting, grabbing six rebounds, grabbing offensive rebounds. I mean, he, he, he gets it. He gets it. And, and I mean, it's, it's tough to say he's the gem of the recruiting class through, four game or not four, but however, I mean, one game into SEC play of his freshman year. Yeah. But I mean, he certainly seems to be the best, the the best player in the class thus far. And I, it's tough to think he's going to start getting worse all of a sudden. Right. Right. And I mean, you look at a lot of these guys numbers and the numbers are fine. It's just Auburn allowed 97 points at home. I mean, they scored 85. I think in most contests at home, when you score 85 points, you're going to win, especially with the way Auburn basketball's defense has been with Bruce Pearl over the last two or three seasons. Um, So, I mean, you look at, like, Alan Flanagan, 6 of 11 from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3, scored 19 points in 30 minutes. Like, you take that on pretty much any night. And then, like, Jalen Williams, 13 points across 30 minutes, but very efficient. He was 2 of 2 for 3, 5 of 8 from the floor, I mean, all of that's great. It, the one issue with all of these, with pretty much the, the vast majority of Auburn's team was the free throw line. And uh, it, it was it, it, that wasn't good. I mean, 14 of 24 from the charity stripe is not going to win you games. I mean, if you make, if you make a, you know, a decent amount more than that, you're in it. And the game looks different at the end of it. So we'll talk about that in, in just a second. Today's show brought to you by our friends, at BetOnline, BetOnline.ag is the best place on the interwebs to bet. Hey, we know if you're listening to any of these shows across the Locked On Podcast Network that you know your stuff. BetOnline gets it. That's why they are our exclusive partner. They're our exclusive sportsbook across the Locked On Podcast Network. And they, they've got, you can bet on anything there. And uh, Auburn was... Um, plus three and a half going into this game. And then you could go in at halftime and the line was then Arkansas minus five and a half. So if you wanted to, you know, kind of place halftime bets, uh, I mean, you could do that for any game. And so I encourage you to check all that out at betonline.ag and you can make your free account today, betonline.ag. And when you do, Use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. So if you want to gamble with $100, use that code. You get an extra 50. Simple as that. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action. Use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Pappas moving forward as we recap this loss between um, Auburn and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Once again, 97-85. to 85. Um, it, it really comes down to defense, and it really comes down to what they did at the free throw line. We mentioned that just a second ago, but... Down the stretch, they really figured it out, it seems like. they, Like I said earlier, they tied the game. And then, I don't know if they just ran out of gas or if they got too confident, but their age started showing a bit. And they started turning the ball over, it seems like, every other possession. They went through, I think it was like just under four minutes without scoring, which isn't the longest stint in the world. We've seen Auburn come back from way better than that. But Arkansas went on a 10-0 run during that time. And then... You saw um, Jamal Johnson, he he overcame that with a three, one of his few threes from the night. And then um, they were able to get back into it a little bit, and then it was more of the same stuff. Just turnovers that you're going to see with a team that really just needs a point guard when you get down to it. And so moving forward, I I think you're going to see, you're definitely going to see one thing happen, and hopefully you see both of these things happen. But over the course of it, you're going to see point guard play get better either way, whether it's Justin Powell learning how to play point guard in the SEC or, or you're going to get Sharif Cooper back. I th- one of those things will happen, or maybe both of those things will happen. But bottom line, Auburn's point guard play will get better over the course of the season. And if that's the case, they, they may have won tonight. Zach, you cannot have Flanagan, Williams, and Powell totaling to 17 turnovers. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about defense, which obviously was bad. We can talk about free throw shooting, which was not good. But as a team, you can't have 19 turnovers, but you can't have any three guys total 17 turnovers in a game, much less Williams, Flanagan, and Powell, probably the three guys that touch the ball the most on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and those are the three guys that played the most minutes for Auburn, which is probably why they had the opportunity to have the most turnovers. But I mean, that is, that's outrageous. That is simply put outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it just, it's easy points for the other team. And I don't have the number in front of me of, of points off turnovers for Arkansas, but uh, you, you can't, you, you'd say, I mean, um, it, it's inexcusable, even for a young team. I mean, that's just, that's how Bruce Pearl's teams have lost games in, in past years. And it's just kind of more of the same. In this one, right? I mean, how many times do we see Auburn lose basketball games or should have lost basketball games or what, especially on the road when they turn the ball over 20 times, 22 times, 23 times? And it's like, really? We're doing this again? Arkansas had uh, they had 27 points off turnovers. So, uh, you know, what does that number look like if Auburn has nine or 10 turnovers? It's probably about half that, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, it's. And there's your difference in the ball game. Right. So it's, yeah, we can point at free throw shooting, but there's no, I mean, I don't know. When you when I look at like each individual player, yeah, you want JT Thor to do better than three of six. You want Williams to do better than one of four. 
Um, but I mean, limiting turnovers is the name of the game. And, and yes, freshmen typically do have trouble with that. But I also think, you know, a large part of that harkens back to that. None of these guys are point guards. You're right. Like, You're right. Like and, you were and, just saying, it's, it's, it's going to take time. And I want to talk about Auburn's point guard, uh, that hopefully they get back soon in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Sharif Cooper, Auburn fans uh, tweeting at the NCAA and Greg Sankey all the time, hashtag free Sharif. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And uh, you got to think it's getting closer. He's practicing. We've seen a few videos pop up of him shooting it essentially from half court. That's exciting. Looks a little bit like Jared Harper there. That's fun. And then he's at the games. Tonight, he was uh, he was on the sideline wearing like, apparently, according to the Twitter it was um it was Gucci stuff, which my understanding is expensive. And so I like I love that he's just saying, like, hey, my family has money in CAA. Check this out. And he was rocking like the the man bag thing. And it's like, okay, I couldn't pull that off, but props to you, dude. But just showing the NCAA is like, I've got my family has money. This isn't a big deal that I have a nice car, which is kind of the uh, the ongoing thing apparently that that prompted the NCAA to believe that uh that Auburn paid his family money. Uh, to, to come to Auburn, which is ridiculous. And according to, you know, message boards and rumors and all that good stuff, it's like they've turned everything over from a financial standpoint, which is ridiculous that the NCAA asked for that to begin with. They don't have that power. It's not like they're, you know, a government agency where they can do stuff like that. So that's, um, it's been a disaster how the NCAA has handled this. And it's amazing for them to say that they care about the student athlete and this is what's happening. Regardless of if he plays or not, the NCAA needs to just say, okay, we're going to tell you. Rule him ineligible if you need to. Just tell the kid what his fate is. This is ridiculous. Who benefits from this situation? I don't know if the NCAA is on some power trip, if they don't like Bruce Pearl, if they're still mad at Auburn for the way you know everything went down, what, in 2017? Even though Auburn complied and handled everything great, sat their players out, have been punished way more than anybody else in the country, but just make a decision because like, it is not fair to what you're doing to Sharif Cooper. It's, it's, it's not fair at all. This 18 year old kid who's extremely talented that wants to play it for your brand of the NCAA in this age of college basketball, where a lot of folks that are as talented as Sharif Cooper don't want to play in the NCAA with the evolution of of the G League and and folks being more interested in that and 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 foregoing the NCAA altogether. It's like, man, what are you doing? Makes me mad. It makes me mad. I, I hate it for Sharif Cooper. It's not fair. Zach, I don't I don't really have anything to add to that, man. I'm I'm just gonna let your rant sit. Okay. All right. We got a text two zero five five zero two four two eight five. This is uh. Connor from Macon texts the show. Basketball thoughts. Young and scrappy, just like we all thought. Dot, 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 dot. We look really good at times and clueless at times. 
I feel like we are one Sharif Cooper away from being a really good team. Uh, I yeah, I I agree. Do you guys weird think, how that works? Yes. Do you uh, do you guys think if Auburn moved the free throw line back, it would make them help uh, help make them? Uh, would it help them make it a few more times? War Eagle, free Sharif. Um, well, the way it, where the line was today didn't help, so um, I'm for moving it. That's fine. That's fine. No, I, I know you're joking, Connor. Appreciate you listening, man. It means a ton. Yeah, you're right, though. And and we talked about this earlier in the week, and it's it's kind of obvious. And if you're listening to this, you feel the same way because you're probably pulling for Auburn, unless you're Arkansas and you want to hear us hurt, which is fine. You got a really good team, but the um the the, the big thing is like Bruce Pearl constructed this roster <laughs> with the assumption Sharif Cooper would play. So yep. uh, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that that's probably why it seems like they're uh, Sharif Cooper away from being good. It's like it was and planned it that way. Help that. Yeah, it doesn't help that Turbo Jones doesn't seem to have you know panned out as a uh, as a point guard and and you know has since transferred and now you're you get you're a team without a point guard. So and we we, know, we didn't mention this on the show. I'm sure you've seen it at this point, but Turbo is transferring to uh, Auburn's second biggest rival in the state of Alabama. We'll go to uh, to South Alabama. So there you go. Crazy. The biggest basketball rival, of course, is UAB. You know it's not Alabama. Correct. Correct. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just going to be point guard play. And Andy Birch, I was listening to the first uh, few minutes, the pregame show, and then the first few minutes, uh, Andy Birch, I'm on the call, and he, um, he was talking with Sonny Smith minutes before tip, and it's like, this is a different-looking Auburn team from that really bad loss to UCF a few weeks ago. And he said the two biggest things that have been improved for this team over this young season have been defense, which up until tonight I agreed with. And you're going to have off nights. That's fine. And Arkansas is really good. I don't want to take anything away from the Razorbacks. They're a really good team. Uh, Then the other thing is point guard play. And it's like, yes, it is better than it was. And it's just, you don't have one. But point guard play is getting better. It's just, it could be so much better if if Cooper is able to play. So we'll see. I hate that they're doing this to this kid. It's messed up. It's messed up. Those dudes that work in the NCAA and get to make these calls purposely doing this is messed up. It's a shame. It's a shame that people are wired that way. It makes me angry. Makes me angry. And Sharif's not the only one. There's folks all throughout college, you know, college athletics where it's like, why can't you play? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. I agree. All right. Um, quick programming note. Tomorrow morning, we will not have a show um, Friday morning, but we will put up a show reacting to the Citrus Bowl outcome and breaking that game down and early thoughts about the offseason. So we'll try to have that up within an hour at the end of the, at the, end of the game. So there's that. And then also other programming note, unrelated to the podcast, but related to audio and and what we do on ESPN 106.7 this Saturday, every Saturday for the, for the rest of the season, I believe it's nine weeks is um, we will broadcast after the game basketball. We did it for football. Now we're doing it for basketball. I'm the host intern jaws, also known as Lance. I'll call him Lance on the radio. I'm going to try. I'm probably going to call him intern jaws more, but I'm going to try to call him Lance. I'm going to give him an actual name. Let him call him by his name. Um, 
That'll be uh, after, at, at the conclusion of every game. So uh, the game starts at 7.30. So we'll probably go live at around 9.30 or so. So check that out. I'll tweet out links. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. And uh, we'll, um, we'll get, you, uh, get you the information for that when it's, when it's time. But just ways to get instant, uh, get instant response because we don't put podcasts up on the weekends. So uh, Pappas, where can people find you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackery. The show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the Citrus Bowl. It'll just be a later show once again. This is Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 